public library. <laughs> so we are here today for our last episode for, for this, this season. Year, this season. Um, that means we'll have a second one. Yoko. But we'll probably be back. Because, yeah, we'll probably be back because yeah. we love doing this show. This has been so fun yeah. for both of us. Yeah, th- this says the last one, maybe. Because <laughs> I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, but yeah, we thought since this is our last episode of the year to send everyone off on winter break, it would be fun to assign some homework or provide other alternative entertainment options <laughs> other than us that is yeah so instead of listening to our beautiful voices over the next couple of weeks months y'all should get your noses in some books and we have a few recommendations we were anticipating spending about like 20 or 30 minutes or so looking mm-hmm. for a couple of books but it ended up being close to an hour because there were just too many yeah we didn't even look through everything so yeah. this is just some like surface level work, just like we'll usually do. <laughs> but for everyone else, um, the same thing applies. Go to your public libraries. Mm, it was fun. Racially profile book covers. <laughs> we'll say the Lees are tricky. Lees are very tricky. Harper Lee, Robert E. Lee. <laughs> so we've sectioned out three types of books that we can share. Um, easy reads. So. Um, books that are maybe a little bit more challenging they have more words on each page nonfiction. yeah and then we have some books that we had to go find in the grown-up sections so they have their longer books or more like intense almost scholarly some would say so some of these are chinese american authors some are translated to English from Chinese. Mm-hmm. Some are translated from other languages as well. Yes. Other East Asian. Yes. We tried to focus on East Asian authors because mm-hmm. I guess that's what we're most familiar <laughs> with and we don't want to tread into too much unfamiliar territory and like talk about stuff that we don't know about. And just like be wrong because I yeah. feel like that's, that's worse. Like yeah. So, so we're not saying that this is all there is to Asian Americanness. This is like this is just like one one percent, not even point one percent. Yeah, this there are a lot that we like, grabbed. We didn't yeah. even take because they just seemed. I don't know. Another time, <laughs> maybe, but yeah, yeah. So, so let's, let's get dig in. All right. I know this isn't a Chinese author, but we had to start with her. That is none other than Jenny Hans. To all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> now a Netflix movie. Yes, you can and- check it out. <laughs> And Netflix just announced that there's going to be a two sequel. sequels. Oh, right? I did not hear about the third one. I thought they were doing two, at least one sequel that was announced. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, so wow. shout out to Instagram. Jenny Han. So for those of you who somehow don't know what this is, no no shame, but... You should watch the movie. Yeah. It's really wholesome. And like, yeah. Nice. This is a hot take, but some have told me that they enjoyed it more than Crazy Rotations. So... Take that as you will, but... That's the other book that we were going to start yeah. right off the bat, but because it we was don't so popular, it. they don't have it at the library. So we're going to so. write it on the board for you, so Ooh, you don't forget. Yeah. Do you need to erase anything? Um, oh, erasing everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess I should also add, um, we're going to release this both as a video episode and an audio episode. For So for those of you who are listening to this as an audio episode... Sorry, you won't get to see all these 
fun tricks that we're doing in the room and all the things that we're writing on the board. I don't actually write like this. This is for artistic effect. <laughs> cool. Yeah, what else we got? What else we got? We have also got this book by Mei Li Chai, Useful Phrases for Immigrants. Yes, I found this in the new and popular section of the library. It is a collection of short stories. Here, I'll just read the author's um, bio. So Mei Li Chai is the award-winning author of 10 books, including the memoir Hapa Girl, the novel Tiger Girl, and her original translation from Chinese to English of the 1934 autobiography of Ba Jin. Ooh, Ba Jin. I read books by him. Yeah? That's a good uh, book, too. I'm going to write it down. Write he's, it down. He's, he's dead, but... I, mean, he's dead. I don't know if he's dead. I think he's dead. Um, her short prose has appeared in Glimmer Train, Crab Orchard Review, The Rumpus, and elsewhere. She is the recipient of an NEA fellowship and an assistant professor in creative writing at San Francisco State University. So, Mei Chai. We, we're recommending a lot of books that we haven't read, but we kind of vetted them by reading um, the synopsis and author bios and stuff like that. So hopefully they're good. Let us know if they're not. We're going to check out some of these and take home with us, so we will No, we're going to first reapply for a library card, and then yes. we're going to check them out. <laughs> Both of ours yes. expired. Ooh. Yeah. Did I write that correctly? Yes. Wait, no. Wait, no, you're missing a... Wait. It's been rough. I tried to spell cinema with an S. I don't know. Okay, what's next? Next we got... Ooh, this is one of my favorite books from the past year. So this is the best we could do. It is a graphic novel memoir. So very easy to get through. I think I finished it in like an hour and a half. Tops, but look how, look how thick it is. Compared to my gotta hand. show the but, art. Yeah, it's the most beautiful thing ever. It uses like two colors. And um, so it basically tells the story of the author, Chi Bui. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't want to butcher it. It tells the story of the author, her her family history how they uh, were basically refugees from the vietnam war so content wise it is a little bit heavy some parts are really hard to get through because it's not only like war trauma but also just lack of understanding between like first and second gen and oh, in a lot of ways it kind of hits close to home so it's did it make you want to hug your parents oh yeah it's a very very good good read um yeah time wise it's not a huge commitment you can easily sit down and like just flip through it so that is a definite um big recommendation from me this one was not one of our recommendations i mean it is but we picked it because it was a teen pick at this library mm -hmm. um they said it has an amazing plot great character it's a series and it's great for all interests I've heard really good things about that author. Yeah. Like, I've heard about her since I was in like middle school or elementary school, I think. Yeah. She's been I, around for a while. I didn't recognize the name, but when I went on my like library account for books to read, um, there mm -hmm. were some books by yeah. her. Good stuff. Marie Lu, legend. Marie Lu. Good stuff. So the next few I think are all young adult novels, so they should be good a stuff, little though. quicker to read. But this one um, is called The Emperor's Riddle by Kat Jung. So she actually, her based on her bio, she looks so young. And I'm always so impressed by young mm -hmm. authors. Yeah, let me read the synopsis here. 
Mia Chen is on what her mother calls a grand adventure. Mia's not sure what to make of this family trip to China, and she didn't want to leave her friends for the summer, but she's excited about the prospect of exploring with her Aunt Lin, the only adult who truly understands her. Then Aunt Lin disappears right after her old nemesis, a man named Ying, comes to visit. Mia knows that years ago when Aunt Lin and Ying were sent to the Fuzhou countryside to work as laborers, the two searched for an ancient treasure together, one that still hasn't been found. She's suspicious that their shared history might be linked to Aunt Lin's disappearance. When Mia discovers an old map filled with riddles in Aunt Lin's room, she quickly pieces together her mission. Find the treasure, find her aunt. Now Mia, along with her big brother Jake, must solve the clues to rescue the person she knows best in the world and maybe unearth a treasure greater than her wildest dreams. So, it has some... Is that a map in the middle? No, but there are some, like, little art pages um, between chapters. But, yeah, it looks like a quick, easy read. Like um, double-spaced. Yeah, double-spaced. And then some, like, italicized map riddle things. But yeah, sounds like a fun little quick read story. Another one we got is See You in the Cosmos by Jack Chang. First of all, this art is so kind cute. of beautiful. It reminds me of... Um, it reminds me of John Green. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it reminds me of um, Your Name. Is that what it's called? Oh, the, 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 the anime movie. movie. Film. <laughs> this book is about an 11-year-old who wants to launch his golden iPod into space. He struggles with the big questions, where do I come from, who's out there, and above all, how can I be brave? Oh, it sounds super cute and wholesome and just kind of like an adventure type. It's kind of, kind of got a futuristic looking font, like a mm. kind of serif font, but a boxy one, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And then the chapters are recordings, because I'm assuming it's iPod, so. Mm. Yeah. But it sounds like yeah. just the fact that it's an eleven-year-old boy being wholesome and not creepy and gross. Like, if this I'm is the length already. of the recording, is that how long they think it'll take you to read it? Because maybe I don't think it'll take me twelve minutes to read like five pages. <laughs> but that's how long it takes them to say it. So yeah, if you read at that pace, then maybe that's true. I wonder if there's an audiobook version of this. Maybe that'd be cute. If not, one someone can make one. <laughs> This is called The Hunt, um, Andrew Fukuda. I couldn't really read this at yeah, first was, because of the font. Yeah. I thought the A was an R. Ooh, Andrew Fukuda worked as a criminal prosecutor in New York and studied history at Cornell. So um, this book is has a sequel or a couple of sequels. Yeah, this says, don't sweat, don't laugh, don't draw attention to yourself, and most of all, whatever you do, do not fall in love with one of them. Ooh. Gene is different from everyone else around him. He can't run with lightning speed, sunlight doesn't hurt him, and he doesn't have an unquenchable lust for blood. Gene is a human, and he knows the rules. Keep the truth a secret. Um, it's the only way to stay alive in the world of night, a world where humans are considered a delicacy and hunted for their blood. Sounds like a survival novel, Ooh. so... And he's chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to hunt... The last remaining humans, Jean's carefully constructed life begins to crumble around him. He's thrust into the path of a girl who makes him feel things he never thought possible. And into a ruthless (laughs) pack of hunters whose suspicions about his true nature are growing. Now that Jean has finally found something worth fighting for. A girl worth fighting for. Um, His need to survive is stronger than ever, but is it worth the cost of his humanity? Ooh. Sounds kind of intense. Mm. Sounds like kind of apocalyptic. So yeah, I was gonna say it sounds that. kind of um, 
Uh, not Hunger Games. What's the other, what's the other one? Divergent. Divergent. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like Divergent to me. And also to me, like apocalyptic novels always look like this in the front. Okay. Right. We also got this one by J. M. Lee. It's called Shadow of the Dark Crystal. I just thought it had some really cool art. J.M. Lee. Ooh, it's got a map on the Yeah, that's when you know. <laughs> it's got two maps. Actually, are they the same? They well, are, it reminds me how Crazy Rich Asians has a family tree yeah. instead of a map. <laughs> like, that's the other type. This opening page, like... Okay, our second set of books. Slightly more involved. A sneak peek. <laughs> so these are slightly more involved. Mostly still young adult novels. Yeah. But they look like they might take a little longer to get through than mm-hmm. the first set. Um, the first one is a classic. Mm. Joy Luck Club. This book always tripped me up a little bit because there's so many characters and they all have yeah they all have like their own backstories, which I guess is how people work, but mm-hmm. it's just I, I could never remember like who was the mom because they're all around the same age, like the flashbacks of the moms oh, in here. Yeah. Uh, so the premise of it is there are these four women who play Majum together. Mm-hmm. So knit together. But um there are these four um, immigrant women who are just are have like this tight friendship and they all have daughters. And it's kind of about, like, not only the relationships between the four women, but also the relationships between the individual women and their daughters. But then when they talk about each woman, it goes back into, like, their past a little bit. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of, like, you just realize, like, whoa, everyone's got a lot of trauma to unpack here. Ooh, speaking of going back in time and unpacking trauma, we forgot to add onto our list um, Celeste Ning's book. Mm. Um... Which one though? The the only one I, I've only read one. I've only read um, everything I never told you, and um, so similar to what we we're saying about Joy Luck Club, that story is about a family. Their daughter goes missing, searching style. As they try to figure out what's happening, um, what happened with their daughter, the story kind of jumps back in time to talk about like how the mom and dad met. Um, what it was like when like the daughter was born. She also has siblings, so they talk about like the siblings' backstories, and it starts to unpack just like a lot of like hurt and trauma and just drama in mm-hmm. everyone's life and how it all kind of culminated into like the event that um, I guess triggered her disappearance. But I think it hit me in a lot of different ways because not only is it about like. A daughter and her family it also talks about like interracial relationships and like racism and then talks about just like pressures of being of like expectations to succeed and what success looks like in a standard family yeah. this is the one book by her though there's there's another one uh, little fires little everywhere fires. that's very good i'll write it down i haven't read that one yet but the premise of it is very interesting i think that one's the one about adoption mm. which yeah, Celeste Ng is just a quality person, though. You should follow her on Twitter. She's yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I like her. So we also have Amy Jong's This Is Where the World Ends. This reminds me of John Green, the cover. Yeah, it does. But this one is... <laughs> this book is also a young adult novel. This one, I'm not really sure as well, because there's no, like, detailed summary. It seems like maybe the kind that if you reveal a summary, you spoil it, maybe. But it sounds vaguely apocalyptic, because... Part of the inside summary just says, Micah can't remember when or how or why, but he knows one thing for certain. This is where the world 
ends all in different lines as you can see that's how the title is um stylized here as well so i feel like this seems very dramatic and just about so it's about some pals about some kids but then dramatic things happen so yeah that's this is where the world ends by Jung. next one i have here all that i can fix by, I can fix it. <laughs> by crystal chen it's got a little animal crackers Aww. in the front and a bike on the back all oh, things animal. that i like oh, animal crackers um but no this book sounds really interesting it sounds like really political which mm -hmm. i feel like um like i feel like in a lot of chinese authors they talk about like communism politics but they don't i i feel like i haven't seen a lot of books that talk about like u.s politics um but this one they'll talk about like gun rights and rallies <laughs> but there's also something about like zoos like lions cheetahs tigers Ooh, like conservation or yeah Summary. In Makersville, Indiana, people not know all about 15-year-old Romney. He's from that mixed-race family with a dad who tried to kill himself, a pill-popping mom, and a genius kid sister. Can Romney figure out how to hold it together as all his worlds fall apart? Fall the apart. author is donating 10% of her proceeds from this book for the nonprofit organization Cure Violence, which works oh. to reduce gun and community violence by using disease control and behavioral change methods. Oh, that's super cool. Interesting. And... This book is signed for our library. Aww. Very cute. All right, next one we have Girls on the Line by Jenny Liu. This book takes place in China, so it's about these two girls. So this has shifting perspectives between two girls. It's about two girls who are raised in an orphanage and they work together in a factory, but then one of them becomes pregnant and she disappears, and the other girl has to go and try to find her. And then, oh, there's a lot about the one-child policy. And mm. so this is probably pretty political as well, but China politics, because it takes place there. So it sounds really fascinating. And it's new. It just came out like about a month ago. So definitely worth checking out. Girls on the Line by Jenny Liu. Cool. This one that I've got is called Under a Painted Sky it's by Stacy Lee. Looks really pretty. Um, this one sounds super interesting. So it takes oh, place in 1849, and it's about a Chinese-American girl named Sammy and then an African-American slave girl, Anna May. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they yeah, disguise themselves as boys, and they travel on the Oregon Trail from California to Missouri. Wait, that's super cool, though, because yeah. I've never heard of a book about, like, Asians prior to 19, the 1900s. Right, yeah, this sounds really interesting. Yeah. So uh, Sammy's dream is to move to New York and be a musician. Mm. Sounds super interesting. They talk about like the gold rush and then cowboys. No, this sounds really unique. Oh, this is actually her debut novel that she has. I think one that she, she published pretty recently. It's about like San Francisco in the early 1900s. So oh, also yeah. about like Chinese Americans during that time, which mm -hmm. already is really rare. But 1849, like yeah, I think what's on interesting her, is on her um, author bio says that she's fourth generation Chinese American, mm -hmm. and I feel like at least like personally, we don't know too many people who are like third or fourth yeah. generation. Probably has so, a lot of family history. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, right, another one we got Girls of Paper and Fire by Natasha Nan. This one looks very fancy. It looks like books I would have read in middle school. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. I'm like, look at this. Glossy. Ooh. But it's just pretty <laughs> new as well. It's another fantasy novel. And 
it's about different casts and I think it's also a forbidden love novel, which I was a fan of. Seems like a pretty easy read. It's very, yeah. It's a little thick, but not too bad to get through. Easy. <laughs> this next one is a little darker, so the content might be harder to get through, but it is a thin book. So um, this is The Vegetarian by Han Kong. This was translated, right? Yes, it's translated from Korean. So um, I think people have compared it to um, Murakami books. Mm, I haven't read that. Um, I haven't read those. Yeah, Murakami books, or the, or this even says it's kind of Kafka-esque. Ooh. So it's That's definitely... hard to get through. Yeah, it's like part horror, part like just weird thriller. I think it's about a person who eats people. Not like a zombie, but just as like a psychological thing. I've tried reading it. I've only gotten through a little bit before it was like due at the library and I couldn't <laughs> renew it because someone else had it on hold. So maybe I will bring this home with me so I can finally finish it today. Yeah. All right, last deck. The hardest ones to get through probably. Ooh. These are just because they're thicker books and they're not YA. Yeah. Couple more. Almost there. <laughs> you can do it. The first one we have is Jade Chang's The Longs versus the World. This is her debut novel. Mm-hmm. It's about the story of an immigrant family. They like go on a road trip or something, mm-hmm. I think. His kids seem like non-traditional Chinese American kids. So we've got Andrew, his aspiring comedian son, and Grace, his style-obsessed daughter. And he takes them out of schools because they can't afford it anymore. And then it's the stuff about like recent immigrants to, to America and like the old world versus the new world and like being an American versus being Chinese, which is always a tricky subject. So this seems like a really interesting read. The Longs versus yeah. the World, Jay Chang. Next, we have Number One Chinese Restaurant by Lillian Lee. So um, you know how we were talking about how when you know there's a map in the cover, mm-hmm. you know it's good. This one has a relationship chart, and I think that's like another sign of a good book. Or just like a really complex book. I know a lot of like Korean dramas oh. will also like, they'll like create an image or the fans will create an image. So like, you know what everyone's relationship is with each other. But yeah, this book is about um, this woman who works in a Chinese restaurant and all the other people who work in that restaurant and all the things that happens to them and all the adventures they go through. It's a family-owned restaurant, obviously. Um, so, But then there's, like, some drama that goes on in the family and just drama that goes on between, like, the different waiters and things like that. Nice. So I read part of it because I always read half a book and then it's due and then I have to return it. Story um, of my life as well. Yeah. So I only, I've only read half of this, but it was, like, the stories are interesting, but it was surprisingly, like, not easy to just like flip through mm-hmm. so uh, i don't know that maybe that might just be my experience it's a good book this one i heard from one of my friends was super good it's called the sympathizer by Viet Tan win uh it's like a spy novel it was actually put out a couple of years back but it's about the vietnam war and basically um this general that is uh the captain who is undercover for communists and just everything going on during that time. Yeah. Basically, it's just a spy novel, but it's gotten a lot of awards. It's his debut novel as well, and he's an instructor at USC. 
So, USC colors. Mm. Huh. Right on. <laughs> Next, we have the Paper Menagerie. It is a collection of, I think, 15 short stories. Mm. And they're a little, like, longer, heavier short stories. So still, like, not full novels, but longer and heavier. So they cover, they'll talk about things about, like, immig- like immigration and war and love. So it's going to be a little bit heavier. <laughs> but it looks really nice. Like, I really like oh, this yeah, typeface and layout. I like the line at the top. Yeah, it's like a very classy. I've heard really good things about this collection, though. So it's a little thick, but they're short stories, so you don't have to finish a whole book on one sitting. We've also got Lisa Coe's The Leavers. Um, you, you said you read through part of it, right? But yeah, I was just reading through the summary. At the <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading through the summary. It sounds very, very fascinating. So it's about a woman who is an undocumented immigrant, and she goes to work one day, and she just disappears. But then the kid is like... Uh huh. Well, now he's like on his own, but then what happened to my mom? Yeah. yeah. But basically, he gets taken away, and a white family adopts him, and he switches his name to an English it's or like white name to Daniel. Yeah. But yeah, so it kind of tells a story from both of their perspectives. Yeah, I think for me, it's always hard to get like really into a book that switches perspectives. Yeah. Just because it's hard to um, do it well. Yeah, and also I think for me, I get so like into the story and into the shoes of the narrator that when it changes i'm just like oh where am i <laughs> what do i do now yeah, the worst is when you stop in the middle of a chapter and you come back and you're like whoa who's this unless it's like written very well if yeah. it's like kind of uh, i remember like reading a book that had the perspective switching but it was done so poorly the o- the only way they could make it so you can tell who was who was by using different fonts mm. <laughs> those are the worst because like, then you cop out yeah okay well we got one more book um it's nice and short um it's called in the pond by ha jin ha jin is a chinese author um but he's been writing for a while and He's been getting translated into English for a while, too. But he writes novels as well as poetry. Um, they all get translated. Oh, this is his debut novel, I guess. Oh, yeah. It was, I think it was older, like 99, maybe? 98. Mm. Yeah. So this is a darkly funny portrait of an amateur calligrapher who wields his delicate artist brush as a weapon against the powerful party bureaucrats who rule his provincial Chinese town. Sounds political, but... Yeah, so a lot of his books are just, like, artistic and political. Mm, Um, Best combination. Yeah, so apparently this book is also really funny. But I don't know if it's, like, haha funny or just, like... All dark humor. Older Chinese literature is, like... Dark humor. Yeah, it's all dark humor. Yeah. But I think it's interesting how, like, so many Chinese authors, they'll write subtly about political themes because mm. they have to yeah but i think it's really clever mm. the way they're able to do that yeah yeah those are some of the books that we were able to grab just from like a short yeah of time like grabbing books or looking through books so definitely would recommend doing that as well it's really fun like even if it does involve some profiling <laughs> but and um, libraries are great. They're like yeah. one of the last few places in the world where you can walk into an establishment and not spend any money and not be kicked out. Earlier when we were downstairs walking through the young adult section, there were just like 
kids hanging out, like, playing video games in, like, the loungy area of the library. Mm-hmm. In the That's teen nice. space. Yeah. yeah. I spent so much time at libraries when I was a kid. Yeah, it was fun. You can, like, yeah. read, or if you're not a nerd, you can play games, I guess. And, like, rent movies. Yeah. And so- read, like... I remember um, I used to come to the library to read a lot of manga. Weeb. <laughs> I read a lot of card captors. <laughs> yeah, like I found a lot now, and I'm I was I was like considering not reapplying for a library card, but yeah. I think I'm going to because I want to keep some of these books for yeah. the next two to twelve weeks, <laughs> depending on how many times I can renew. Yeah. But since we have a bit of a hiatus coming up, hopefully there's something here that you thought sounded interesting. If there's anything that you think is interesting that we missed or anything, because I know y'all read a lot and Mm -hmm. some of y'all follow me on Goodreads and stuff. So um, if there's anything by like Chinese authors or Asian authors, like I please email, please contact us because I tweet I want it at to know. Us. We will retweet it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But you can all, as always, reach us at China Cool Pod at most major. Oh. Wow. Here, can should you we should we erase this or oh? Yeah, you can reach us at China Cool Pod at most major social media outlets. So that's what Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then you can also email us at chinacoolpod at gmail.com. And then you can find Lucy at Chenny Lucy everywhere. You can find me at Kangaroo Canal on Twitter. That's Kangaroo. Oh, we're writing it all this time, so I don't have to explain it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so you can find me at Kangaroo Canal on Twitter or Taco McBell on Instagram. If you're watching this video, though, you can, like, take a screenshot or something. Woo! <laughs> right, but thanks for tuning in to our um, inaugural special episode yeah faces i'm gonna stop recording now so uh, any last thoughts um support your local library yes support your local events use their resources support your local asian american authors yeah support asian american media like us um (laughs) yeah read their books at the library and if you love it buy it thanks for tuning in though We'll see you in 2019. Year of the pig. Oink, oink!